Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Now, I don't know where to start, really, uh, but let me just uh, speak a little bit. I, I really want to talk about fire because this is Pentecostal Sunday, amen? I want to talk about fire, and that's all I know to talk about, really. <laughs> if you ask me anything else, I'll just have to keep silent, and Jinsuis will speak for me. <laughs> but I, I just want to talk about something God wants to do in the midst of us this afternoon. Amen. And I just want to talk about something so special God has strategically prepared for the church that is serving Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just say, introduce uh, uh, me and Jinsi. We, though our roots are from Kerala in India, uh, I was brought up in Oman and Jinsi was uh, brought up in Saudi Arabia. And uh, unlike the Bible land, the land flowing with milk and honey, we come from the land flowing with oil and money. <laughs> and uh, in, this, uh, in this place where we are, our parents uh, are pastors. They were pastoring a church there for a number of years. And uh, due to a lot of persecution, uh, Jinsi's parents had to flee the country. They were on the hit list. And, uh, but I'll tell you, the fire of God is still in them. Amen. Praise God. I just want to thank God that God connected me to you. <laughs> Praise God. Because she keeps me on fire as well. Hallelujah. Come on. And I was just so uh, excited really this morning when uh, Peter and Jane invited us. I was like, Lord, what am I going to do there? You know, I, uh, first time on the internet. Where's the camera? <laughs> Great. First time on the internet. And uh, I'm, I'm speaking to people in Cambridge. Uh, for the very first time we were here and uh, we're so glad to hear the history that is in this place. That it was a land full, uh, full of the gospel and full of missionaries. Praise God, there was a time when you used to send missionaries all over the world and preach the gospel. But now it's a reverse missionary. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, missionaries are being sent into the country. Hallelujah. To keep this land on fire. Amen. Praise God. And I want you to be a part of this this morning, this afternoon, as, we, uh, as I just want to share a little bit from the word of God. Uh, we pastor a place in Havercroft, which is in the Wakefield area, West Yorkshire. Um, uh, I don't have a Barnsley accent, but I'll try my best. <laughs> Peter can watch for me. But uh, yes, um, um, we, we've been pastoring there for seven years now. Um, just want to say it's an ex-mining village. Um, uh, and people are still upset about the years before of all the disappointments of losing their jobs and the closing of mines. They are still living in the past and we are being sent there to prepare the step them into the future amen hallelujah and i just want to thank god for that uh, and i i just want to say that uh, this morning uh, we we have left it into the hands of some of our very for the very first time left it to the hands of our leaders who are now preaching there we just pray that god's uh, power and fire will be in that church as well amen praise god hallelujah Wow. How many of you feel the presence of God this morning? Yeah. How many of you want to feel the presence of God this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sure something is going to happen. I want you to turn with me to Judges chapter 7. 
I want to bring two scriptures together from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Judges chapter 7 verse 19 and 20. And then I want to connect it with Acts chapter 2 verses from verse 2 onwards. Hallelujah. Judges 7, 19 and 20 and Acts chapter 2 verse 2. And both says they blew their trumpets and broke their jars. Verse 4, 20 says... The three companies blew the trumpets, smashed their jars, grasping the torches in their hand. In Acts chapter 2 verse 2, we find suddenly the sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what happened. There seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that we are earthen vessels. Amen. Hallelujah. I just like when Paul says in the scriptures, he says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure in this earthen vessel. Amen. Praise God. I'm so glad my God's not given me a skin covenant. He's given me a blood covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, when I say I'm from, a, I'm from Barnsley and a Barnsley lad, I'm South Yorkshire, people just look at my skin and say, are you sure? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm so glad God sent me here and sent Jinsi here. We have a purpose to fulfill in this land. All of you here are earthen vessels placed by God strategically to be filled with fire because when the time comes hallelujah God will set this nation once again on revival amen hallelujah we are looking forward to that day when every nook and corner of this country we will see people lighted in fire standing and crying out to God hallelujah for a revival amen that's all I know. And that's all I'm going to speak about. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul, here he says that we have a treasure in this earthly vessel. Jars of clay we are. Amen. Praise God. And Paul is comparing the value of God's light and glory to the value what he has chosen to put his light and glory in us. Amen. We are earthen vessels. Hallelujah. When you compare the two, we find that it isn't hard to be amazed how God has put such a great treasure in the jars of clay. We are jars of clay. Hallelujah. But if you look in the story of Judges 7, we find that Gideon, a man called Gideon, was on fire. Amen. God sent Gideon with a pitcher or a jar of clay. And a torch hiding inside that jar of clay. And he said, when that time comes for the breaking, I will set you on fire and you shall overcome the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that the devil is like a prowling lion just seeking to destroy us one way or the other? What's happening to our churches? What is happening? You see, when I first came in 2001 in England, I thought everybody were Pentecostals. Seriously. And I thought everybody were missionaries. And I was like greeting everybody, shaking hands with everybody as soon as I reached Heathrow. And they thought I was a bit off my... <laughs> when I came from Oman, I rushed... Um, I, was, um, I joined Mattersea Bible College 
to do some learning. And when I, received, when I reached there, I went around town greeting everybody, thinking they were all missionaries. And I kept saying, thank you for bringing the gospel to our nation. <laughs> and they just looked at me and just... <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't realize there were people lost in this country as well. I didn't realize. I was so... I felt so bad the first week when I was here, realizing that there was a nation that was lost from the connection of God, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen? Praise God. And this put a burden into my heart and I said, no, I'm not leaving this place until I see a fire where God has placed me to be. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going anywhere, even though seven years... I've been in the church seven times. I tried quitting the church. <laughs> but still, I'm still here. Praise God. <laughs> you know, seven times I tried quitting the place because, you know, I don't even understand the language in South Yorkshire. I don't understand how they speak in Barnsley. He by gum, Lord. Yeah? Well, you know, and I was thinking, Lord, why do, why have you sent me here of all the places? I'll be more useful back in India. But God says, no, I have a purpose for you guys in that place. Seven times I tried quitting the church to think I'll pack my bags and go away. Because this is not the place for me. But you see, God wants vessels made of jars of clay. Hallelujah. Vessels made of clay. Hallelujah. And seven times God showed me, you needed to dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River and remove your leprosy so that I can use you mightily for my glory. I don't know about you. Do you like Converse shoes? I love Converse shoes. Yeah? Converse shoes? Anybody? Hands? Oh, I love it. I go online and then you can customize the shoes. You can, you can change the color. You can choose the style. You can even place the logo where you want it to be. Wow. And then you can personalize it for yourself and just order it from the internet. And I'm, I'm, I so love it. But sadly, in the Christian kingdom, the church seemed to try to improvise on these jars of clay. Amen. Are you with me? They seem to improvise or customize the jars of clay. God wants our jar to remain clay. That's it. End of story. Hallelujah. But sometimes we want it as gold. Sometimes we want it as silver. Sometimes we want it as brass. Sometimes we want to ornament it. And make it good. We are good at improvising. When I look at some of the television programs, it's all about refurbishing all houses and improvisions and this and that. Taking old buildings, converting them into nice, beautiful ones. Wow, what a talent. Praise God. But you see, we are in the danger of messing with the vessels of God. Hallelujah. God has clearly wanting the church to be jars of clay. Amen. Hallelujah. What happens? Let's look at the story in Judges 7. We find in verse 20 and 21 and 22, in chapter 7, we find that God tells Gideon, break the jars of clay and shine the light 
upon your enemy and your enemy will be confused. Amen. Now what if you have a gold jar? Will it break? What if you have a steel jar? Would it break? What if you have a silver jar? Would it break? It wouldn't break. It would dent. Hallelujah. Praise God. God wants to kindle fire inside of us. He wants to light us on fire. And the jars of clay, if you compare it with any other vessel, it can sustain heat. Amen. Because I come from India, I know all about it. I used to go with my granddad. Every summer vacation from uh, my school, I used to travel from Oman to India. And I used to stay with my granddad who was a missionary in India. And he used to walk barefoot, had one Bible in his hand, and that's all the treasure he had in this world. Hallelujah. And he used to tell me, what's that you're wearing? Shoes. He said, take it off. (laughs) Walk with me. And I used to walk with him. And we used to walk around villages, spreading the gospel. And when it came to the time of offering, it was not money, but grain. Wrapped in newspaper as a gift to the Lord our God. Praise God. You are privileged. You have such a great blessing in this country. And we need to use that blessing for the kingdom of God. Amen. Talking about shoes, you know. I've been wearing these shoes for the last 11 years. And this last weekend I decided I wanted new shoes. You know what I did? I took brown polish and started polishing my cream shoes and it looks good. (laughs) Yeah, it looks good. Hallelujah. Cream shoes, brown polish, it is looking good. (laughs) Hallelujah. Sometimes we want to do that, don't we? Color it specifically to our taste, to our reason, to our selfish desire. Hallelujah. But you see, God has made us purely as earthen vessels. Because when the trumpet calls... The jars need to be broken. And the fire need to shine. Sadly today, if you think about it, the call will come from God to break the jars, but the fire is dead. Hallelujah. And it's an important message for you this morning that you keep on fire. Hallelujah. Keep on fire. Keep on fire. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just uh, want to say, share this story. I remember when I first came to Barnsley to our church um, uh, and I joined as a pastor. And um, uh, it was really funny because uh, the first day I was trying to understand what they were talking to me because it was quite difficult to grasp the uh, language structure of the uh, English that they were speaking. And, and uh, I went around and um, I was so excited that Sunday, my first Sunday, first preach, first day on the job. I came to the front of the church and I said, I'm so glad. I made friends around my community and they were all clapping. And I said, they even given me a pet name. I'm so glad. And, uh, and I was like, wow, you know, and I said, and they asked me, what was it? And I said, they called me and I love it. <laughs> I, I can get away with it. Hallelujah. And then I was thinking, wow, I just love them. They gave me the special name. Then one of the elders, they were all quiet. The church went quiet. And the elders came forward and took me aside and said, Zach, do you know what's, 
what that means? I said, it's a racist name. They've been calling you a No, they didn't. No. They loved me. They even had a smile. And one of the kids in the community came here and gave me a hug. I love you. He's, he's in our football team now. But anyway, praise God. Yes. And then after that, this thing just started playing in my mind. I said, oh, why did they ever say that? So that whole week it was playing in my mind. When I went to sleep, when I got up in the morning, it's all playing. Sometimes it does, doesn't it? And then I went shopping in Asda. And this thing is running in my mind. I did my shopping, went to the till, and bleep, 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 the person took one by one, put it in the bag and said, do you want a hand? And I'm like, what? You just call me Uh, she just looked at me and said, no, I said, do you want a hand packing? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we had a laugh in the end anyway. Praise God. <laughs> I still see her in Asda, I think. <laughs> I don't go there. I shop somewhere else. <laughs> but anyway, wow. <laughs> you know, sometimes, folks, we are so caught up in ourselves and we forget why God has made us. Amen. He has made us in the image of Jesus Christ our Lord. Can I hear an amen? amen. He has made us jars of clay made ready for the use when the battle cry is sounded. Amen. Are you ready? You see, that's why I believe God has a strategic plan for the church. He has a strategic plan for the leaders of the land. He has a strategic plan to even the foreigners who come in. Hallelujah. Because I don't care if the, if the church is here. I believe the universal church has only one boss and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. It's amazing that we are losing out. On the plan of God. You see, someone makes you a promise. It's hard for many people to keep promises nowadays. You just have to turn to the newspaper or turn to the news. <laughs> Somebody says this, but they do the other thing, yeah? Hallelujah. Praise God. But when God promises something, He even plans it strategically, amen? The problem with us is we don't stick to the process of His plan, amen? We seem to like to hear the blessing, but it, we don't like to hear the process towards that blessing. Amen. Gideon, the man of God, hallelujah, he didn't like it. Wow, God said to him through an angel, I'm going to give you victory over your enemies. And he said, oh, that's been promised ages ago. It didn't happen. What's this all about? Hallelujah. I want to encourage you, church, don't lose out on the plan of God. Stick to the plan. You have a great journey to go to. You are all unique, let me tell you. You're all special in the eyes of God. And God has a specific plan for each one of you. It's not a joke. It's the reality that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Amen. I believe our God is a consuming fire. Amen. 
I just want to share to you a story. I remember God can use anybody. I, I remember my first time when I went to Holland. And I shared this story in Worth as well. They love it. I went to Holland for the very first time. I drove through Calais, you know, through Dover, Calais. Drove it all the way through Paris, Belgium and to Holland. And I went to this family's house where they housed me in for a week. And I was staying there. It was in my Mattacy Bible College days. And I was so excited about the journey because it was my first time in Europe. And I went to Holland and I stayed with them. And they thought I was one of those men of God who had this healing signs and wonders following him all the way of his life. Amen. And I was just a student. You see, and they kept honoring me in such a way. I never said a word. I just received it. You know, it's good to just get a little bit of pampering. And you know, a man of God, sit here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Man of God, bring this. Oh, all right. That's good. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I was enjoying it for a couple of days until something happened. A friend of her, the, the families came to the house and said, Pastor, even though I wasn't a pastor. Pastor, I want you to pray for my husband. He fell from the third story of a building and he's paralyzed neck downwards completely. And the doctors have given up on him. And I want you to pray for healing. And suddenly my heart just dropped. I couldn't find it. I was thinking, oh, all this was going good until this. Oh, I was enjoying the benefits until this. I don't know, quickly I just said, I'll tell you what. I'll pray about it. That's a good line, isn't it? When somebody tells something, you don't know the answer, but you say, I'll pray about it. And act so holy. And I said, I'll pray about it. So I went to my room, locked it, and started reading the Bible and just saying, Lord, just let me go. I want to leave this place. Lord, I want to die. Have you been there? I have been there. Lord, I want to die. I don't want to see this world anymore. You have left me in a funny, sticky place. I can't understand. I can't figure out what to do. So this woman left, came the next day waiting for an answer. She said, Pastor, are you coming to pray? I said, give me one more night. I'm going to pray about it. I went again straight to my room, locked myself. Hallelujah. Took my iPhone and started playing a game. I just want to keep forgetting this incident. I just was avoiding the whole thing. The third night she came, or she called and said, Pastor, I'm coming. I'm bringing my taxi with me, and I'm going to take you to the hospital to pray for him. A couple of hours during that time, I was in my bedroom. I knelt down before my bed, put my face on the pillow, and I started weeping. And I said, Lord, it's all going to be over. All this fringe benefits is going to be over. All this blessing is going to be over. What am I going to do when I cried out to God? Help me. Help me. I am just a weak vessel. I'm a vessel made of clay. Help me. And do you know, she came over. She grabbed hold of me, pushed me into the taxi. And we drove an hour to the hospital. In that one hour, they were talking a lot of things. I never heard a single word. I just nodded. And I was thinking in my heart, maybe this is a good bridge to jump out from. Maybe I'll kill myself. I'll do something. I don't know. 
I'm not Reinhard Bonke. I'm not this man. I'm not that man. I'm a nobody. How is God going to use me? Let me tell you, we went to the hospital and I saw this man lying on his bed, tubes in his mouth for his feeding and all that. And he had the joy of the Lord, not me. It was just in the outside, <laughs> you know, even while I'm standing here, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we started praying for him. We took him to the prayer room, started praying for him. Now, I didn't know how to start praying for a man who is completely paralyzed. I have no experience. I had no understanding of how to pray. And I said, let's all speak in tongues. Because that's an easy way out, you know. Let's all speak in tongues. So everybody started speaking in tongues. And I started speaking in my mother tongue. And I prayed in my mother tongue. And I said, God, heal this man or I will kill myself. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, if I don't see this man healed, I will just throw myself over a bridge. And everybody said, Amen. And I'm just looking around. I'm just closing my eyes. And I said, Lord, now comes the best part. I said, Lord, if this is real, I have nothing to stand on myself for. No credentials. I'm a nobody. But I know you can do something here. Hallelujah. And the fire of God started lighting in me. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, the first thing I start is from the legs. I went to the legs. Because I'm not confident to go straight to the head. <laughs> so I went to the legs. Got hold of the legs and I started praying. You know, his, his legs were cold as ice. Because it was, there was no movement. It was completely paralyzed. It was cold as ice. And I started praying and I said, Lord, let the blood of Jesus do the miracle. And the legs started getting warm. And I thought it was just my feeling. And I just went with my left hand. You know, because I know signs. Your body heat passes on to the next person if that person is cold. So I, I was thinking signs back in here. We try to figure everything out with our brain, don't we? Hallelujah. We just need to be weaker vessels. Under God. Hallelujah. I, left, I laid my left hand and I found out that his legs were becoming warm. So I, I suddenly felt a, a, a flicker of faith right inside of me. And I said to the people around me, can you please test this? So they all came and touched me. Oh, it's warm. It's nice and warm. I, I took the courage now. So I went to the middle portion of the body. Hey, a step of faith. Laid hands over the stomach and I said, in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus do the miracle. Hallelujah. And his stomach started moving because he was crying, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And his stomach started just going like that, beating so hard. And then I laid my hands over his head. I say, in the name of, I ask you, I command you right now to rise up and walk. And you know, this man started cycling in his bed with his legs up in the air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he took his right hand and he cried, Hallelujah. Praise God. A week later, he is preaching. He was preaching on the streets of a place called Putin and bringing many to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I think the Lord deserves a great hand. Amen.
Praise God. Folks, let me tell you. You don't know the potential that you have within yourselves. Hallelujah. If you just let God light his fire into your lives, then you will be able to see and you will be able to experience and you will be able to deliver what God has for you. Amen. God has a strategic plan for you and me. We just need to stick to the process. Hallelujah. Secondly, God is strategically preparing us for breaking. The jars of clay has to break for the fire to shine out. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. I just want to share another story. I just love stories. Do you love stories? Oh, I remember when I went to Sri Lanka. uh, And um, I was uh, ministering there with a missions team from Mattersea. We went to Sri Lanka. And the week before, I was there in Sri Lanka ministering to people. Uh, we, were, we were in Malaysia the month before, two months or three months, no, a year before. I was in Malaysia ministering a lot of uh, churches around with a friend of mine called Jay. He took me around and we were ministering there. And we saw this Sri Lankan couple sitting in, a, in church. And the Spirit of God just took over me and said, go and tell them that they're going to have a baby. You've been waiting for six years. You haven't had a baby, but God told me to go and tell them they're going to have a baby. And I know when you're in that, in that moment of excitement and passion and emotion and, 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 and preaching, you know, in that mode where everything is so full of God's glory, I just went and told them. And I said, oh, God is telling me that next year in August, you're going to have a child. Hallelujah. And as soon as I said, said that, something just clicked. I said, what am I doing? I feel, I feel scared. I said, oh no. What did I just say? What if it doesn't happen? I'm going to look bad. Hallelujah. The couple came to me and said, yes, we've been praying for a child for six years. The doctor said it's, it's not possible. But praise God, coming here, August, they have a baby girl. Hallelujah. Praise God. This just increases our fire that is in us. Until then, it was some flicker of flame that was going, coming up and going out. <laughs> Praise God. But the more we experience the fire of God, the presence of God, the, it will fan into a flame. Amen. Praise God. In Havercroft, where we are pastoring, it's a land or a, or a village full of Demonic activities and things like that. Witchcraft is still practiced in every way and every form. Hallelujah. And uh, there's this different kinds of, uh, oh, spiritist this and spiritist that and all these things. Which I don't want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about the spirit of God. Amen. But uh, let me just say. One night, I started praying for the whole town. I walked around town, praying in tongues. And I went through every street and every house. And I, laid, I stretched my hands and I said, Lord, anoint this place. Bring deliverance into this town. That's all I did. Sunday morning, I was just preaching a sermon. All through the week, I was just going around town, praying for the people. Hallelujah. And then I came in front of this demonic kind of a... I don't know what, they had some different designs and a beautiful uh, satanic uh, symbol and this and that, whatever it is. Anyway, 
I know one thing. I took, I put my hands in my pocket, took some salt, which I carry with me. I don't know for what reason. But I said, I am the salt of the earth. And I threw it on their door, let me tell you. That week they closed down and, the, and a few people came to our church and joined our church. Hallelujah, praise God. They got filled in the Holy Spirit, they got saved, they got baptized in water and they are prominent members in our church today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God can touch anybody. There is a person who comes from the streets. There is a person who comes, hallelujah, from Liverpool. A family from Liverpool every Sunday <laughs> comes to church. They, they went to the seven-day Adventist church. You see? And they were having problems among themselves. When they came and attended our worship, which is a great time. Hallelujah. While they attended worship, they suddenly got filled in the spirit of Lord. Hallelujah. They started speaking in tongues. They, they couldn't understand. They said, Pastor, I don't understand what's going on. I said, there's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Two weeks ago, we baptized them in water. Hallelujah. One by one, God was confirming to us that we have a place in this land. Hallelujah. That we are all placed here specifically and strategically to make history for this nation. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. And it's just amazing when I think about it. The Bible says in Lamentations chapter 4 verse 2, The precious sons of Zion are valuable as fine gold, how they are regarded as clay pots. <laughs> in fact, we are regarded or valued in the level of gold, silver, but we are to remain clay pots. Amen? Earthen vessels. Amen? Have you ever tried this? When the fire, have you tried uh, 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 heating a vessel made of gold. It burns your hand. Have you tried heating a vessel made of steel? It burns your hand. When you hold the vessel. But have you ever tried heating a vessel made of clay? It doesn't burn your hand. You'll be able to pick it up. Because the clay sustains heat. Back in India we do that. We get all the leaves, dry leaves. And sticks and all dry twigs. And put it under the oven. Light it on fire and we put a clay pot and cook our meal. And easier to carry. Even though it's hot, it won't burn your hand. Hallelujah. God wants to light fire in earthen vessels. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning, I don't know. God must be speaking to you. He's saying, I want to spread my fire into your life. I want to fan into flame that flicker that you have in there. Praise God. You know, when I used to walk with my granddad, I want to tell you the story. When I used to go with my granddad in India, we didn't have battery-operated torches. You know what he used to do? He used to dry, he used to use dry leaves of the coconut tree, wrap it all together, light it on fire, and then blow it out. And then when you walk like this briskly, the glow will light the path for you to walk on to. Praise God. It is that powerful. And the more briskly you walk, the more brighter it gets. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just love it. Praise God. And you know, God wants to light us on fire today. Very simple message. God wants to light us on fire. He wants to build us up. Praise God. 
I have six more pages to go to. Isaiah chapter 64. Verse 8 says. We are the clay. And thou art the potter. Amen. Praise God. Anyone like pottery? No. Me too. The smartest person isn't smart enough. Hallelujah. The anointed person is not anointed enough. The most spiritual person isn't spiritual enough. We need the fire of God. Amen. You know, if it is like, uh, if it is like um, uh, 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 football, your favorite football team. Oh, if you were there right now, you'll be jumping for joy. Hallelujah. Taking every kind of flag and hat and all, waving it around and just crying out, Get in there, son. <laughs> Isn't that right? Am I wrong? When it comes to church, everybody's like, ah. Yes, Lord, have your way in me. You know, I used to have a wonderful man of God in our church. He was um, about in his late um, uh, 80s. I think he came to 90s. And he'd sit on the back. He used to do the sound uh, 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 machine. He used to operate the sound machine back then. And every time I preach, he used to go. You know, later did I know he was nodding off to sleep. <laughs> and I used to get so encouraged because he used to encourage me a lot by saying, yes, amen, you know. But he just went to sleep all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. We are earthen vessels. We are nobodies. We cannot count ourselves someone more superior than anybody else. Hallelujah. We are all equal in the eyes of God. Amen. And in the eyes of God, if we are equal, then we are equal to Moses. Just look at it that way. We are equal to Joshua. We are equal to Paul. We are equal to Peter. Hallelujah. You have a great capacity. Amen. Even for you. Call him. What's his name? God has a great capacity for you. He has his fire ready to just fill you. Hallelujah. Make it available for him. That's it. A fire. We need a heavenly fire today. This, this, this afternoon. You can go home, do your own thing. But let's have some fire encounter this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's amazing when I think about Jesus. God wasn't ashamed to send his son, Jesus Christ, as an earthen vessel. Are you with me? He could have come as a big king riding upon a horse. He could have come in a XF Jaguar, so and so, so and so. He could be driving up with a with a with a with a chariot of horses and just made himself known to the world. But he came just like you and like me. Amen. God chose him to be. His father chose him to be an earthen vessel. Just look at Jesus, like an earthen vessel. He was both human and divine. When Lazarus died, he cried like a human, but like a God, he raised him from the grave. Amen. Jesus, he was sleeping like a human, tired after his ministry in that boat amidst the storm. But like a God, he said, peace be still, and he calmed the storm. 
Amen. Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and like a human, he cried out, Lord, if it is your will, let this cup pass away from me. But like a God, he said, not my will, but yours be done. Amen. If Jesus went through that, hallelujah, he has proven the way for us. Amen. This morning or this afternoon, you have a choice. Hallelujah. I want the status, the same status as Jesus had. Hallelujah. I want to be an earthen vessel. I'm going to chip off all the ornamentations. And I'm going to be plain just before my master for a fresh fire to burn in me. If that is you, I ask you to come forward. Hallelujah. One by one. Come forward and I'm going to pray for you. I don't proclaim to be anybody, let me tell you. But we have seen signs and wonders follow. We have seen signs and wonders follow in our church. There's a woman with arthritis in our church suffering for 30 years. She used to come limping with a walking stick and we used to carry her out of the car, put her back into the car. She came limping. Hallelujah. And one day during worship, we heard a big noise and a scream. She threw the stick away and started running around in church. She was healed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was a woman huh, who couldn't clench her fist because of the heavy arthritis that was between her joints. She used to come and carry all stuff like this. Because she couldn't, her fingers were not flexible. But during worship, let me tell you, hallelujah, her hands became flexible. And now she's our treasurer. Writing all the accounts down for the church. Amen. (laughs) Or typing it in. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, one by one, we've been seeing the fire of God come down in our place, in our church. We, we had an Anglican family come visit us from Nottingham and that Anglican family came in and they just they saw the whole Holy Ghost meeting and they were laughing at how people were filled in the Spirit. You know, sometimes it's funny how people are. I remember an incident where somebody prayed for a really large woman, you know, and, uh, and uh, prayed that God will remove this obesity or this problem in, within her. And suddenly her undergarments fell down. She got healed. Hallelujah. It's some funny things happen in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's the power of God. We can't deny it. It's the power of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember God has a strategic plan. He has a strategy of preparing us for the breaking. He has a strategy to bring a heavenly fire upon us. Thank you for listening and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.